to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh-huh, uh-huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Knowing him, part seven, what he loves. God loves a pure heart. Amen. God wants our hearts pure. This does not mean we are perfect, but it means our motives are what? Pure. In other words, there is no compromise in us. Do you hear that? Our motives are pure. There is no compromise in us. And some of us God has worked on for many, many years to get compromise out of. Amen. Compromise, especially when it comes to music and talents and different things like that. That's when the devil wants you to try to fix it in your mind that something you know is wrong can be right. That's compromise. So we want to make sure that our motives are pure and there's no compromise in us. When we have a pure heart, we have no hidden agenda. Does that make sense? No hidden agenda. So just like we were talking about, if I'm meeting, if I meet you or a young lady, one of, one of the married women come to you and say, hey, let's, let's hang out. Let's go to the park or something, whatever, whatever. Then it's pu- it should be pure right. motives. Mm-hmm. Meaning, let's just, I just want our kids to have fellowship and our kids to have uh, time together. And then me and you can walk and have time together. We're going to talk about, you know, women's stuff. We'll talk about this and that, but I'm not putting you in that situation so I can hear the dirt on your husband so I can go tell it to somebody else or so I can feel better about the dirt on my husband. And y'all both just, I mean, both your lips turning black while you're talking, just speaking foolishness and then joined up. That's, that's not having a pure, pure motive. Your motive was wrong. You tried to meet with that woman just so you could talk against your home and tear down your home. No, that's not a pure heart. That's not a pure motive. God wants you Pure, amen? And you ought to want opportunity for your children to get to know other children and play and have a good time without a bunch of foolishness jumping off. That's right, that's right. Amen? Yeah. See, because your kids are the ones that get deprived. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody want to hang with you because you can't keep your mouth shut. Your kids sitting at home just looking at each other like, dog, I sure wish we could play. <laughs> Mama mouth big. <laughs> when we have a pure heart, we have no hidden agenda. This is what? Perfection, Perfection to God. You know why it's perfection to God? Because that's the best you can be. <laughs> Does that make sense? That's the best you can be in the flesh. You're always tempted to do something wrong. You're, always, you're gonna do something wrong eventually. The best you can be is to have a pure heart. Amen. Meaning that even if I did something wrong, I'm sorry, didn't mean it, that's not who I am. Lord, forgive me, and then we're just gonna move past it. You see what I'm saying? That's the best you can be. A pure heart. Hebrews 10 and 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts, what sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with what 
pure water. Though we make mistakes, errors, and bad judgment calls, when our motives are pure, grace and mercy covers us. Y'all, somebody need to write that down somewhere. Though we make mistakes, because you're going to make them, errors, bad, anybody made a bad judgment call? I mean, after you did it, you was like, oops, my bad. Just affected somebody's life forever. Whoops. <laughs> That's a big oops. When our motives were pure, meaning that we weren't doing it intentionally, then grace and mercy will cover us. Amen. Grace and mercy will cover us. Amen. Amen. God knows when we really love him and desire to do his will versus our own. So he knows. We can't judge the motives of the heart, but God can. And he knows why you did it. And he will judge the situation accordingly. Hebrews 4 and 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may do what? And find grace to help in the time of need. Y'all, the charismania, charismatics have just messed this scripture up. Amen. They got us thinking we can come before the Lord arrogantly and talk to him any kind of way. And this is the dumb part. You're coming in there arrogant and bold and and tough for mercy? Give me mercy, God. You promised it. You said in your word. How you demand mercy? We cannot allow ourselves to get in positions where we will compromise our faith and accept what is unacceptable. If we truly love God, then we must keep our hearts what? Pure toward him. James 4 and 8. Draw nigh to God and he will do what? But everybody stops there. They stop there. Draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. So they go to drawing. Oh, but you didn't read the rest. Cleanse your hands first. Ye sinners. You got to read it like he wanted it read. Sinners. Cleanse your hands. Clean your hands. And purify your hearts. Ye double minded. So before you get to drawing nigh, you better... Oh, boy, I wish somebody would, you know. And I know some extreme churches that just want to preach the grace is covering all my dumb stuff. Everything I do, I could just do whatever I could do. Man, that means you can't draw nigh to God. Why are you doing what you want to do? You can't draw nigh to him until you cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Does that make sense? He said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And don't let that man think what? That he will get anything from God. Being a believer after God's own heart means that we are in agreement with his will for our lives. I say that every week. Being a believer after God's own heart. A pure heart is a heart that desires to do what? That desires to do good. Amen. Desires to do good. And here's the thing. There's a reward to that. There's a reward to doing good. And I'm not just talking about reaping what you sow, but you just feel better. Anybody feel better when they do good? Especially when you could have done something else, but you did good. You'd be like, oh man, I just feel so close to God. Because you did the right thing. And it feels better at the end of the day. Amen. Now maybe at the moment it don't feel as good. But at the end of the day, you look back, especially you look back and say, man, I'm glad I handled that that way. First Peter 1 and 22. Seeing ye have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, 
See that ye love one another with a what? Pure heart. Man, you may not get along with certain folks, but you need to try. Yeah. Amen. If we all out of me believers, man, you better make friends. Yeah. Oh, I just don't like her. Though. She said this and she said, well, you've said some stuff too right. about some other folks. You said stuff about your own mama. Right. I mean, can we get along? Can we all just get along? Right. A true believer makes every effort to do what is right to rid themselves of the things that represent the kingdom of darkness. Amen. When you first saw the truth behind hip-hop, you just start throwing stuff away. Remember that? I mean, you closed your eyes, opened the trash bag, and just start chunking stuff. Just, I mean, I don't want to hear it no more. I don't want to see it no more. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to see it. Don't want to see it. Don't want to. You just threw everything away, took pictures down, just cleaned the whole house up. Then you start going over to your, your uncles and aunties' houses and taking stuff down in their house. They're like, boy! <laughs> I got that painting from Kenya of that woman's big behind. You better put that back on my wall. And you just, oh, mama, the, the, the devils is in all this stuff. And you was like, and then over time, well, little Barry White ain't going to hurt. Hey, man, when you calm down off your truth on hip hop high, nah, you know, a little, uh, you know, I mean, Prince, he ain't really that bad. I mean, he just looked bad, but his song, some of them. But a true believer makes every effort to do what is right and to rid themselves. Rid themselves. I guarantee you, you can trace your bad behavior back to the music you listen to and to the stuff you watch on the tizzle. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You're being manipulated by a system that was designed to change your actions. You are being, you are being played. Yeah. Slip a little of it in. Yeah, you're going to slip a little sin in too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, it's, that's what it's here for. I mean, do I have to do part eight again? Didn't I show you the scientific stuff behind it? I mean, come on. It's science. They know. It's waves and brain waves and light spectrum and all these things. Man, they've been doing this stuff for years. They know exactly what they're doing. So we have to be proactive about ridding ourselves from things that represent the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Had a guy, had comic book, he had a comic book collection that he probably couldn't get his comic books in this room. He had so many. I'm like the first one when Stan Lee was just a boy. <laughs> Stan Lee's sketches on, a, on his school paper of Spider-Man. I mean, dude, he had, had everything. And he was possessed by demons. He was a youth pastor. Possessed by demons. And I told him, I said, dude, the demons are coming from them comic books. That anime and all that stuff, dude, you are sucked in that stuff. No, I'm all right, man. That stuff don't have nothing to do with me. And then he just flip out. Like every two or three years, he just boots an overcoat. He just go into a bench and they can't find him. Then he'll come back. Oh, man, I was dealing with some things, dude. But God, is, I'm, I'm all right now. I'm a... Comic books, man. It's like, dude, you have a doorway and you won't close it. You go through these depression binges and down on yourself and hate yourself and all this. And dude, look at your collection. Every superhero, every one of them got a bad home story. And that's why they all reverted to powers and stuff because their personal lives was terrible. Their esteem was gone. The superpowers gave them esteem. Mm -hmm. And that's why you hooked on it. Mm -hmm. You want superpowers, but guess where your superpowers going to come from? 
Satan. Amen. Get mad at people. Like, boy, take that job. gonna go super saiyan just <laughs> you're just not even in touch with reality and he thought he had superpowers back then because he thought he could just become invisible <laughs> I'll see you I'll see you <laughs> amen look at somebody say rid yourself Rid yourself of things that represent the kingdom of darkness. Stop falling in love with wickedness. Light and darkness cannot coexist. Therefore, believers must make a what? Valiant effort to guard their hearts from impurity and maintain a consistent heart cleansing. Nobody should have to come to you and say, brother, your heart is stinking. Time to detox. No, you ought to know it's time. Amen. You ought to do. You ought to just start. Fit. Look, man, I feel dirty. I'm, I'm all out of control. I'm just jacked. It's time for a heart cleansing. Amen. Let me get in the washing machine. It's time to clean this up because I'm out of control. Amen. You ought to know that yourself. Then you won't be so offended when folks come and tell you. Amen. Take care of yourself. That's what the Bible meant. If a man would examine himself, then he don't have to get judged. Just examine yourself. Examine your heart. Proverbs 4 and 23. Keep thy heart with all what? Diligence. Diligence. For out of it are the issues of... All your issues are in your what? Heart. So you got to go through a heart cleansing process. Amen? Amen. Amen. Still in love with the club? Cleanse your heart. Amen. Ain't no saved person wanting to be at the club. Amen. They coming here and we're just doing worship. You just falling out and puking. Ooh, Lord, you are. <laughs> Stamp on your hand. <laughs> and then you're dumb enough to Facebook and, and take pictures of your dumb self. Putting a pin, dropping a pin at the club. And then show up on church Sunday. <laughs> Amen. Clean your heart. Amen. Purification process. See, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm going to tell you how to do this. It's the process. Here it is. This is what you do. This is the, this is the process. The first thing you got to do is remove the idols. Whenever a godly king, whenever a godly leader in the Old Testament would take over, the first thing he'd tell you to do, okay, time to clean up. Get all the false god junk out of here. We can't, have, we, we can't do anything until you first get rid of the idols. God will not share your life with another God. God don't listen to me. That's because there's another God. So if there's another God, you got to get rid of the idols. We must be true to God. And the worship of other gods means that you do not have, means that you do not have relationship with the true God. So if there's another God, you don't have the true God. Amen. And then you wonder, why am I so far? Why can't I reach him? God don't care about me. He hates me. I hate myself. Get rid of the gods, the false gods first. Amen. Start there. 
1 Corinthians 10 and 14. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from what? Idolatry. Number two, remove the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life should be what? So you need to remove the world. If we want to walk purely, we have to avoid those. We cannot seek to be affirmed by the world, adhere to the world's standards, or forward the world's agenda and keep a pure heart. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father, what? Is not in him. Number three, remove ill intent. Hey, man, you can't be no believer doing people wrong That's right. and wanting to see bad things happen to people. What kind of believer are you? We got to remove ill intent. You either remove it or God's going to remove it. Always get rid of ill intent because it's going to show itself eventually. You can't hide it. It's going to manifest. So to receive blessings from God, we must have the right what? Intentions. Young couples that's dating for marriage and courting have the right intentions. Amen. Don't be marrying that man because you lonely. That's right. Amen. Don't be marrying her because she's cute. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You're going to wake up the morning after yeah. and you're going to look over there and be like, and it's just going to come from, you don't even know where it's, it's just going to come. Bo, 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 bo. <laughs> Gabriel going to play it. Bo, 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 bo. Right intentions. Look at somebody say right intentions. Right. Now you marry for the right and you marry somebody that no matter what, this person's gonna be there for me. I'm gonna be there for them. No matter what, no matter what. Did I say no matter what? No matter, no matter what. That's who you marry. No matter what. No matter what. We cannot use God for an occasion to seem more than we are. We must keep our intentions in line with God's will or we will contaminate the work we are doing for him. James 4 and 3. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask what? Amiss. Amiss? That you may what? That's why you're not getting it. That's why your prayers don't get answered, because you're asking for the wrong reasons. You just want to consume it on your lust, and you have the wrong intentions. The wrong intentions. You want to show out in front of somebody. You want to prove somebody wrong. You want to flouse. You want to ball. You want to do all that stuff. Bad intentions. You won't get it. You're asking a miss. Number four, remove our will. How can we even consider ourselves pure unless we are following after the plan God has for us? So you got to remove. Look at somebody say, remove your will. Remove your stubborn plan that you wrote when you was little with crayon. Amen. Remove it. Because you're not God. Let God, let somebody. Why wouldn't you want someone that can see in the future to handle your future? I know your grandmama got powers. I know she got special powers. 
Amen. She don't need a crystal ball. She can look in pots and pans and see your future. Amen. But I mean, that's not good enough. I need God. Amen. His way has to be what? He's not negotiating with you. He's not. He's not negotiating with you. He's not cutting a deal with you. His way has to be what? The only way. Romans 8 and 13. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if through the spirit you do mortify the deeds of the body, meaning get yourself under control, then you will what? You'll live. Number five. You have to remove what? Compromise. This is what God, this is a stench in God's nostrils. Compromise. Webster defines compromise as being weakened our reputations, or more importantly, biblical principles, by accepting standards that are lower than is desirable. You hear that being weakened by accepting standards that are lower than is desirable. Compromising for any reason is what? Unacceptable to God. When we try to add to or take away from what God stands for, we do what? We weaken our stand for him. We cannot expect to receive anything from him if we cannot do what? Stand up for him. No matter what. Hebrews 3 and 12. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has an evil, unbelieving heart that forsakes the living God. You know what this, what's important about this passage? He said, brothers and So who is he talking about? He's talking about the church. Brothers and sisters. So he said, see to it, brothers and sisters. Those of you of the household of faith, you saved ones, you Christians, you adamant believers, see to it that none of you have an evil, unbelieving heart that forsakes the living God. In other words, see to it, adamant believers, that you're not compromising. That you don't have a life of your heart of compromise where you will switch hit for the other team when it's convenient. Summary. The cares of this life can change our hearts and sometimes fill them with impurities. We can become discontent. Cares of this life do it. It ain't all your fault. Okay. It's not always all your fault. Cares of this life did it. Mama, daddy. Cousins, uncles, somebody dropped the ball, put some stuff in you that doesn't feel too well. Put some stuff in you that changed your behavior, changed your mindset, changed your thought process. They tried, maybe they did the best they could, they just weren't well equipped. Okay, so yeah, you got some scars, right? Amen. Some of you got a tattoo that said, you know, Mama Blew It. Amen. Amen. You know, that's just, it just happened. Life happened. You didn't ask for that. Amen. You were given up. You were abandoned. You were raped or molested. You just went through something that just wasn't your fault. So yeah, cares of this life can, can saw something you shouldn't have seen. That's a lot of people, right. you know, grew up too fast. Right. Amen. Have to get out on your own way too soon. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, cares of this life changes our heart, fills us with impurities. Impurities like discontentment. That's an impurity. Well, you can't ever be satisfied. Something's wrong with everybody. Super cynical. When you look through your eyes, you see something wrong with everybody. You're looking for wrong to make your wrong legitimate. Does that make sense? 
angry. You just get mad, got anger management problems because, man, life, life. Life just, man. So you just get mad. You sit up. Anybody ever sit up and just thought themselves mad? (laughs) You were doing good. And they just sit up. (laughs) Life will do that. Amen. Life will do that. Sometimes your own dumb decisions do that. You get mad at yourself. Man, I'm dumb. Oh, oh, I make me sick. Shoot. Vengeful, trying to pay people back. Always trying to get people back. Well, see, when people mess with me, they in trouble. I go the long way to get them back. No, but some people are vengeful because their past was so bad. And he was left foster care, house to house when he was young. All, you know, went through all of that. And so it just, just built wrath up in him so bad. I'm like, man, vengeful. And then callous. Do you know you can get callous? Well, you just stop caring about people. That's right. You just flat out don't care no more about people. Somebody, hey, brother, man, I, you know, I just wondered, man, you know, dude, I, I, don't, I don't have anything. I don't have nothing either. And a little bit I got, I need. I'm like, dude, but you, you like got two burgers right now, and I'm going to eat them both. Can I get a pickle or something? Just a slice, something. Sesame seed? No, this is all mine. Anybody ever gave me nothing? Just callous. Don't care. Amen. You can't stop caring about people. But people become callous. Because it's all about them. Etc. We can become discontent, angry, vengeful, callous, etc. Because of what? We have gone through in our past. When our hearts are marred by negative emotions, it will change our behavior and cause us to act unseemingly. Our motives are then corrupted and our intent can also be affected. In this condition, it becomes what? Increasingly difficult to walk in the purity of Christ. We must take the time to purify our lives and cleanse our hearts. By using the truth of God's word, we should do what? Regular exams and evaluations of our motives, intent, and spiritual well-being. Sometimes it's good to just ask somebody. Hey, man, ask your homegirl. I mean, am I straight tripping? Oh, no, girl, you all right? I'm, I'm serious, though. I mean, have I been tripping lately? Yeah. I wasn't going to say nothing, but yeah, yeah, you are. Really? What is it? Girl, you just, you know, you just, you're just mad at everybody. You're just talking about people. Every time you open your mouth, you say something negative, whatever. And you ought to be like, I do. And I kind of knew that. That's why I'm asking. And I need to work on that. Take some time. Do an exam. Evaluate your motives, your intent, and your spiritual well-being. Amen. Got to keep Jezebel from trying to tap into it. See, Jezebel's going to come tap into your issue. Highlight your issue and make you feel good about your issue because they have the issue. We cannot just hear the word, read the word, and believe the word without what? Doing what it says. The word must penetrate us in order to remove what does not belong so we can truly be pure unto God. Matthew 5 and 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall, what? 
see God. Everyone stand to your feet, please. You know, there's not a topic that the Beatitudes don't cover. Did you know that? This is Jesus' first sermon. He's like, (laughs) my first needs to be the first and the last, the alpha and the omega message. I'm covering everything. And Jesus went right at it with the Beatitudes. And he's letting you know. And the Beatitudes is about attitude. It's about your behavior. That's what it's about. It's about our behavior. So that means he's concerned about our behavior. Amen? He's concerned. God did not fill fill this church up with people just because you coming in here laughing at the jokes and stuff. No. No, God has a purpose for it. He has a purpose for these words. He wants you to take these words to heart, actively apply them to your life so it'll change your attitude, change your behavior. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.